You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290. Once again, direct from the American heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge. Hey, check out the show's Facebook page for this interview and others. From our library of over 500 segments of all kinds of healthcare-related news and information on our SoundCloud page and at Facebook.com slash America's Healthcare Challenge, we're joined once again uh, by our guest co-host, uh, CEO of Vivio Health, Promote John, along with Alan Hager and Trent Majors, talking about all of these issues related to uh, to drugs, um, and in particular the cost of, of these drugs, how the United States compares uh, both uh, locally and uh, how do we compare to other nations across the world. And, you know, when I was doing a little bit of uh, research for this interview, Promote, I checked out uh, your guys' website, and I, I was just really intrigued and interested uh, by the things that you're doing. Uh, do you mind sharing uh, with the audience a little bit more about, about your mission uh, both uh, at Vivio and then in your previous work and uh, help uh, help them understand that, you know, education, I think, is the number one thing that people really need to, to have in order for us to, to really uh, fix this problem. Yeah, but, I on think to- but on top of that, also, what people are actually doing. Right. So what people are actually doing to, to, yeah. to bring down the cost, to make it better. I mean, our live, we are living longer, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, right. These drugs are working right, in a lot of cases. So um, I think what Promote's doing, uh, you know, really uh, attempts to do that. So, uh, could you talk us a little, talk to us a little bit about that, sir? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, our, we were formed uh, because, again, we we believe that uh, you know these costs are in some way. You know, you brought up the issue of Americans living longer, but we want to make sure that when we live longer, we have a great quality of life uh, for all of us, for our children's generation, because. Uh, in the long run, uh, you know, spending 18% of our GDP on health care isn't a good thing for us. And we want to spend dollars where dollars matter. And if dollars don't matter, and it's just adding people's pockets along the way, well, that's not a good use of our money. And you're absolutely right. You brought up the point of, hey, do we want to do research that extends our lives and makes our quality of life better? Of course we do. Absolutely. We want to spend dollars in those areas that actually matter versus where it doesn't matter and adds no value whatsoever. And so... Our mission is really doing something about changing the way the healthcare system works. And so my last effort, our last effort and this effort, one of the key things about it is we're not just trying to lower the cost of drugs in the short term. We're trying to change the underlying system itself. Because the problem, you know, going back to that uh, comparison of why we pay the highest prices in the world versus other, other countries, we came to the conclusion that it was a competitive issue and it was a business issue. We're actually not arguing about the bugs themselves and which ones are good, which ones help. We, want, we, we love these things, right, because that's, that's, that's what we're trying to do, improve the quality of life for everybody. But at the same point in time, we also believe that a competitive market, an open market, a market in which people understand what they're buying, why they're buying it, is it the best price, all of those things also are very, very important. And that's why we pay the lowest prices in the world for everything else, because we've cracked that code in those areas. And at Vivio Health, what we've really done is we've cracked the supply side code on the other side of the equation, if you will, on the drug and pharmaceutical industry, because we're from this industry. We 
understand exactly how the industry is constructed and why it's constructed in the way that it is and why these systems you know, work the way that it does. It is a large, non-competitive system. And in many ways, it looks like travel looked you know, 25 years ago. If, and I have three kids, and if you were to ask them what a travel agent is, they have no idea what that is. But 25 years ago, all of us would have been walking around with, we could never have conceived of the fact that we could buy our own airline tickets online on our phones or whatever we wanted to do, and no one would even know what a travel agent is anymore. And imagine that what Vivio Health is doing is trying to get rid of the travel agents in the healthcare industry who basically are driving up the cost of, uh, of healthcare unnecessarily. And so we, we do very simple things. We do the simple things that all of us would ask, you know, simple questions like, hey, am I getting this at the best price? Right? Very obvious questions. Um, you know, simple questions like, um, does this actually work? Are there better things that work, right? Is this a, you know, what's the outcome? What am I paying for? And, you know, at some point, um, these are all the questions that we would ask. And, and, and everybody, you know, one of the things that we found in healthcare is that we all make the assumption, and we make assumptions in general, but we make the assumption that whatever our physician tells us, whatever the healthcare system tells us, whatever our insurer tells us, they are working on our behalf. I'm from the healthcare industry, and I can tell you there are three trillion reasons why the healthcare industry is not out there for your individual best interests or ours collectively. It is the single largest vertical industry in the world, which is larger than the GDP of France, which is number five on GDP. And so one of the things that we discovered, like every other industry, is that the people who pay are the only people who care about what they're paying for. The people who receive money on the other end, as much as, as, much as we would like to believe that everyone there is there to serve our best interests, that's not true. And so we've created a platform and software which basically, in some ways, think about it just like we've used technology in the past to get rid of things like travel agents. We're doing the same thing for specialty drugs for large employers and plans. Wow, that's really fantastic. And, you know, I work with a lot of municipalities um, and larger organizations, especially those that self-insure. And this, um, this issue of specialty drugs is the number one pain point right now that I'm hearing from everybody all over the country. They're having uh, – I was at uh, an annual convention. They had a special breakout session specifically on these uh, issues. Uh, could you talk a little bit more about how, how you guys help employers uh, with this? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, one of the things that we discovered was that we discovered that when you went back and, you know, again, all of us are buying specialty drugs, right? If you're a large employer, municipality, or any of those folks, all of us have, have, have gatekeepers that we put in place, right? Either the medical carriers or the pharmacy benefit managers that we are assuming are managing this for us. And as we've pulled data, going back to some large employers and large plans to pull data on well, how well are the folks who are doing this actually managing this for us? What we've discovered is, in general, it's completely unmanaged. And the things that we think that apparently the people are doing for us, they're actually not doing for us. They're not asking the question, and they're not following up on the, is it the best price? They, uh, and, and in some ways, if you go back and ask, it's not that they're incompetent. All of these organizations are highly competent organizations. That's not the issue. The issue is actually the incentive structures, and the incentive structures are designed in a way that, for example, these intermediaries get paid every time you buy a drug. These intermediaries get paid more when you buy more expensive drugs. 
So as a result, the way the system works, these these, uh, these intermediaries today, they're economically incented to do exactly what they're doing. So our platform reverses all of that, just like Travelocity, just like you know, Kayak and all of these other systems opened up the markets. We do exactly the same thing for employers by opening up the back end. We don't get paid, for example, on drugs that you buy. We don't get paid more. We have no, no sort of agreements with the manufacturers. And so we're sort of a completely neutral third party that only represents the interests of the people who buy, not the people who sell. And so we monitor and we ask the questions that nobody's asking today, which are, hey, can I get this for a better price? Um, who does this work for? Why am I, you know, I don't want to pay for a drug that doesn't actually work very well for the patient, right? Just because I've struck a deal with a pharmaceutical manufacturing company. So those are the ways in which what we're doing is very different. So in some ways we could argue, hey, there's no rocket science here, right? And it's true. There isn't a lot of rocket science. We're asking basic questions and collecting basic data that people either should be collecting and they're not, or they have an economic interest in not collecting. And we're using that to benefit the employers and to benefit the employees, you know, and the, and the consumers who take these drugs. How is it useful to you if you're, if you're in the one out of, you know, two people who potentially the bad drug doesn't work for? All of these drugs have large amounts of side effects and other things. And so you, you want to make sure that if you're going to go through that, that you're on the most effective drug, right, for you versus one that's going to give you large amounts of side effects and it doesn't actually even work for you, Right. Right. And so our focus is on how do we help both sides by using data and analytics and making the process better for both parties. And, and we only represent the people who pay. We have no agreements with the manufacturers or suppliers downstream. I think that's fantastic. I think that's well needed, so I commend you on that. Um, One quick follow-up before I turn it over to these guys who are foaming at the mouth to ask you a couple more questions. I think you provoked a couple of things. Um, What is the the biggest... um, I guess, difference in price have you found for a certain drug in your work? You know, it's, it's really interesting. We find that uh, part, of, part of why these drug prices vary is also there's a lot of, um, quote-unquote, mystery around how things are priced. And that happens to be because what ends up happening is think about, you know, like when you buy a car. A car has an MSRP. And if you remember back in the good old days, there were all sorts of other things that were like kickbacks from the, you know, dealer, you know, from the manufacturers back to the dealers. So imagine a world in which drugs are sold in the same way. And so what ends up happening isn't that quote unquote, the price varies, but the kickbacks vary. So your effective price, nobody knows what you pay because, you know, you could be at one employer who pays at list price for one of these drugs, but you get a 20% kickback. Then you're at another employer, and you pay less price, and you get a 30% kickback. And these kickbacks or rebates vary greatly. And if you were to go back and ask, why does the system work that way? It's for a really simple reason. It's that if you're familiar with the public contracts on the Medicare, Medicaid, and for sort of the public contracts that manufacturers have on the public sector, almost all of them have most favored nation status pricing. And so the way that you get around any sort of most favored nation's pricing is by, quote, unquote, selling it at a higher price to everyone else. And so in this case, you could find, uh, you know, in, in this case, as a result of that, what ends up occurring is that is that nobody knows what the actual price is, and the government never knows either because it's everything sold at, quote, quote unquote, MSRP. And so... We've seen variations even for something like Harvoni for employers who have a good deal, 
you know, versus a bad deal, ranging in the ten to twenty thousand dollars more that they're paying just on one drug, depending on you know uh, what your contract looks like. Because of course there is no visibility into what the actual price itself is. So I've 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 read I believe that uh, some state legislatures are now requiring pharmaceutical companies to justify the cost of a drug uh, before it goes onto the market. Are you familiar with any of uh, any of those plans? And you know, kind of what are some of the benefits and and then maybe some of the negatives that come along with that. Yeah, I think that, you know, I think that uh, a couple things. One is, in general, there has been a lot of discussion, right, about transparency in this space. And, you know, the, the real issue is that when we're trying to, you know, the question is, how do you solve a problem? And in this case, we're trying to solve a problem by saying, hey, we want complete visibility into the underlying, and therefore, we're going to decide how things are priced. I would argue that the reason why we've paid the lowest prices in the world, right, is because in general, we have a very competitive market. And we're the people who are arguing that, no, stop protecting the industry. Uh, they, you know, force them to compete in the same way that everybody else competes in, the, in, in, in America for every other widget that's not a healthcare widget. And in that case, competition will drive the prices down. And at that point, we don't care how, how, the, how the sausage is made. Go ahead and make your sausage. But in a competitive market, the price of sausage will go down. And our argument is that, that you know, a competitive market is a much more efficient way to actually achieve lower prices rather than us trying to control prices. Uh, and, and a lot of the efforts today are less about opening up competition and, and uh, removing the protections that the drug industry and protections and reimbursement that they have to saying, no, it's just going to be a competitive market and we're not going to pay more than any other country will. Right for these drugs. Sorry. So you're. And so I think. Oh, you're listening to America's Healthcare Challenge, and we're list. Uh, we're talking with Promote John, CEO of Vivio Health. Uh, John, uh, Promote, you were talking. You you were you had a thought there. Could you uh, go ahead and and finish it, and then I have a question for you. Yeah, the, the thought there really was that look, if you've got the option of trying to understand all the details of how all these things are made, and then trying to trying to trying to fix or limit those. A much better way of doing it would be to use competition because we think a competitive and open market is the best way to solve this problem. And then we don't have to get into the regulatory pieces of trying to regulate every single piece of it. You know, the government doesn't regulate the price of gasoline. So whether you use a government credit card to buy a gallon of gas or we use our personal credit cards, a gallon of gas costs, costs exactly the same thing. Right. And nobody cares how the gallon of gas is made. Right. And we're saying, let's not worry about the, how the gas is made. Let's just let the market define that and have an open market. Right. And so uh, when you when, you're, when you speak about uh, pricing and cost control, or, you know, costs and whatnot, you know, I think also one of the big drivers of that is, you know, your insurance company. And you really don't know what the end game is as far as cost is going to be because you the way healthcare is structured it's the only marketplace where there you have no idea what you're paying for or what the end result is going to be. And so uh, could you talk a little bit about that? And what what are we looking at down the road as far as specialty drug costs or uh, health care in general with our cost structures? Yeah, it's a really good question. I think that, you know, a lot of the public debate, as you point out, we would argue is focusing on the wrong question. And it's focusing on the question of insurance and competition insurance. 
And if you go back and ask yourself, well, what is insurance? Ultimately, insurance is asking the question of how are we going to collect the funds required to pay for health care? And that's all. That's the only question it's answering. And often we, uh, you know, we come to the conclusion or think that somehow the insurance companies have an economic interest in minimizing the cost for us. And the answer to that is, if you think about how insurance companies are actually paid, um, insurance companies actually, you know, um, they collect money from all of us, right? And yeah. think about in the fully insured markets, they collect dollars from us, and then they pay those out in claims. And with the Affordable Care Act, we put in a requirement that, hey, roughly for every dollar that's collected by an insurance company, at least 85 cents on, on the dollar has to be paid out in claims. That means that for your profit, your transaction costs, whatever cost you have as an insurance company, you can keep 15 cents on the dollar. Now, let me go back and ask you a question. If I have a specialty drug and that specialty drug costs $1,000 and you can make 15% of it, how much money does the insurance company have the potential to make? Well, it's roughly 150 bucks. Now, what if I could find the same drug for $100? And uh, in that case, what could the insurance company make? Well, roughly they're limited to making $15. So you have a problem in, in a system where now the insurance companies have an economic incentive also that prices are high. Because the lower prices go, the less money they make. And so you have a system in which it doesn't represent the people who put money into the system. It represents the healthcare system, if you will, on the other side. And as a result, as a result we're arguing about the wrong thing. What we really want to argue about is not how do we collect the funds, which is the insurance question and competition there. It's the how do we make sure we're not overpaying for what we buy? How do we make sure that we're not paying you know, $100 for a $10 drug? Those are the more important questions that we should be asking. How do we make sure that, you know, Hospital A in Northern California, which charges $250,000 for a, for a uh, you know, for a bypass surgery, whereas you could go to Cleveland Clinic, which has significantly better outcomes, and the cost is about less than half of what it costs in Northern California and better care. How do, how, why do those regional variations exist, right? Those are the more important questions we should be asking, not the, well, if you had the $250,000 surgery, how do we pay for it, which is a different question. Mm -hmm. I, I think the last uh, 30 seconds, light bulbs across America uh, uh, turning on above people's heads. Um, yes, absolutely. Hey, uh, we got to, uh, we're up against the timeout, but uh, could we have your website where uh, the individuals could find out a little bit more about what you guys are up to? Yeah, so our website is uh, is uh, viviohealth.com, V-I-V-I-O health.com. And uh, anyone who wants to get info, there's a, there's a contact us page and just drop us a line and we'd be happy to chat about uh, how we might be able to help you. Well, we appreciate your time and your thoughts and uh, encourage uh, the listeners to check out that site. Hey, Promote, thanks again. Hope you can come back and join us again at some point. It was great talking to you and uh, learning more about what you guys are up to. Hey, thank you very much, and uh, thank you for your interest in helping to lower the cost of health care for Americans. We appreciate that. All right, Great. Thanks, Thank you, Pramod. There's a reason it's called America's Healthcare Challenge. That's why we're here, and we'll be right back with our final thoughts.